Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. It's indeed Bloomberg Markets. Corey Johnson here, sitting in for Carol Messer, Danny Berger right next to me. Very happy about that. Um, uh, interesting sort of last half hour trading here. We mentioned that volatility surge here in the markets. And so you can see that affecting uh, the trades and all kinds of things. But, of course, also uh, the changing uh, regulatory environment. We're going to take a deep dig into the possibilities of Donald Trump. We'll look at an outside candidate to lead the Federal Trade Commission. It's interesting to see the markets actually reacting to geopolitical yeah. news and not immediately bouncing Long back. Off, right. But first... The latest in business news headlines from Charlie Pellet. And I thank you very much, Corey Johnson. Thank you, Danny Berger. We have got the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ. They are all slumping right now. 28 minutes uh, to go before the closing bell here on this Wednesday. Right now, the S&P down six at 2468. That is a drop of two tenths of one percent. The Dow tumbling 76 down three tenths of one percent. NASDAQ down 32 down five tenths of one percent. Markets remaining on cautious footing as stocks edge lower for a second day. Haven assets pushing higher after tensions mount between the United States and North Korea. Gold up 19.10 the ounce right now, up 1.5% to 12.78. David Kotok is chief investment officer at Cumberland Advisors. He says the uncertain geopolitical situation is a good time to be reducing risk as Wall Street's focus rapidly shifts. Who knew 24 hours later the top story would be a rising war risk. So how do you deal with an unfolding narrative? Except, I think, you take defensive structures and you watch what it happens and then you decide, are you going to redeploy? How are you going to redeploy? I have the ETF that has the defense expenditures. It's been on a tear. Disney, the world's largest entertainment company, has outlined plans to sell some of its premier content directly to consumers online. Beginning next year, it'll offer live sports and animated films, including Toy Story 4, sidestepping partners from Netflix to pay TV providers like Comcast and DirecTV. Disney shares down 4.4% as investors focus on earnings. Netflix down 2%. Recapping stocks lower, S&P down 5, down 2 tenths of 1%. Nasdaq down five-tenths of one percent, the Dow down three-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. President Trump certainly going his own way in lots of ways. Uh, even if he can't get out of his own way, but uh, looking at the Federal Trade Commission, I'll be picking an outside candidate, Dave McLaughlin of Bloomberg News. Uh, our justice reporter joins us with that story. David, how is it, uh, the, the FTC had typically picked? Typically picked? Oh, um, well, usually in the past, um, well, the last, the, the chairman when, when uh, first chairman when under President Obama was actually on the commission uh, earlier, so he, he just got basically promoted to to chair and then afterwards he left and it was a, it was an outside lawyer. So sometimes it's a person on the on the commission, very often though it's, it is an outside candidate. So Dave, you report that his choice is supposedly Joseph Simons. Can you tell us a little bit about him? Yes, he's a um, uh, Washington uh, antitrust uh, lawyer. He works at a big law firm, Paul Weiss, uh, here in Washington. He was he had two previous stints at the FTC, one in the late 80s, and then again as as a uh, 
uh, bureau director in the Bureau of Competition um, under George W. Bush. Uh, he was there for about two years, and he went back to, to private practice. So now he's uh, in line to get the, the, the chairman's job. And what do we know about him? I mean, we know his background. You just gave us that. I was actually paying attention. But but what do we know about his his, his notion of the law and and the role that the federal government should have in restricting um, uh, uh, or encouraging competition? Right. Uh, I mean, his record um, in the in the in the Bush administration. He did stop a couple deals. He he one was a that was funny. The pickle pickle makers. Uh, <laughs> So not super high profile, but it was a challenge to deal. So you had two sort Wait, of the pickle makers. Challenge. Yeah, go on. Yeah, come and, on. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so he opposes pickle. Or he's he's for pickle mergers. Yeah, he opposes pickle yeah, mergers. Yeah, uh, so he's pro pickle consumers, I guess. Um, <laughs> a pickle and, in every pot. Uh, and he also did some um, some work on uh, against uh, branded drug companies that were trying to thwart competition from. Uh, generic drug makers, which has long been an, an FTC, an FTC issue, but he didn't have any of the sort of high-profile merger challenges that we saw during the Obama administration. And you know, the Bush administration, you know, was often criticized for being a, a little too hands-off um, when it came to to deal making and, and challenging deals. So. Um, we might see more of that again uh, as chairman. So if he's pro-pickle, what does that say for uh, Amazon's takeover of Whole Foods or, or any other pending cases that the FTC will be dealing with? Yeah, the Amazon uh, Whole Foods deal could be his, his big first big merger case because that's pending right now um, before the FTC. I mean, that's a deal that even though it's very big and high profile because Amazon – really isn't in the grocery business. Uh, a lot of uh, antitrust experts think that's a deal that actually should get through without much uh, problems. So um, you know, we'll have to see. I mean, if that goes into a long review, uh, it could get interesting. But actually, Amazon and Whole Foods are trying to basically get a, a quick uh, approval in the next month. So he might not be involved at all. And who are uh, uh, Simmons' uh, um, uh, cheerleaders sort of uh, uh, pulling him, uh, supporting him uh, uh, in Congress? Because that's typically the way this thing can happen. Um, actually, I'm not sure who his backers are yeah. uh, in Congress. Um, I mean, at some point, this, this has been a very fraught process. Uh, you know, we're seven months into the administration, and uh, Trump is uh, behind schedule or compared to previous presidents in terms of uh, nominating some of the FTC. In the past, there was a Utah attorney general was uh, being considered for the job, and that was a, that was someone who was backed uh, apparently by uh, Senator Orrin Hatch of Utah. Um, that fell apart, um, and, and now Simons, I don't know if he has a key backer on the Senate or not. Oh, and it'll be interesting, too, uh, when we see what happens with this T-Mobile sprint deal. That seems like just about 30 seconds left, like one of the biggest things hanging out there. Yeah, although that would that would actually go to the, the Department of Justice, which um, because it's a telecom deal, uh, and the Department of Justice, like the FTC, does not have a permanent uh, leader at the antitrust division. Uh, kids are running amok. 
Well, we'll, we'll see what happens here. This will be a real interesting thing see how it gets decided because it's going to have such big implications for not just the companies getting merged, but all the banks and all the lawyers and working on these deals. Uh, I want to see what's going to happen. Uh, Dave McLaughlin, thank you very much. Uh, keep us up to date on this one because, uh, as I say, it's going to be a big story for lots of us. Dave McLaughlin's our Department of Justice reporter with Bloomberg News in our Washington, D.C. Bureau. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. I'm Corey Johnson with Danny Berger. I'm at Corey TV at C-R-Y TV on Twitter. You are? At Danny Berger, B-U-R-G-R, sort of like an app, if you will. No E. There we go. This is Bloomberg. To Nathan Hager right now. He's got a look at World of National News headlines from our 991 studios in Washington, D.C. Thank you, Corey. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson is trying to defuse President Trump's fire and fury. I think the president just wanted to be clear to the North Korean regime that the U.S., you know, unquestionable ability to defend itself, will defend itself and its allies. He spoke aboard a plane over Southeast Asia. Another member of the Trump cabinet, Defense Secretary Jim Mattis, has issued a warning of his own, saying the North should cease consideration of actions that would lead to the end of its regime and the destruction of its people. This morning, the president tweeted his first order once taking office was to renovate and modernize America's nuclear arsenal. Military analysts say the only plan in the works to do that was initiated by former President Obama, and it has a 30-year timeline with most of the spending coming after five years from now. One of the president's former campaign chairmen has been the subject of an FBI raid. We get that story from Bloomberg's Michael Barr. A spokesman for Paul Manafort said in a statement that FBI agents had obtained a warrant and searched one of Manafort's homes. According to the Washington Post, it occurred the morning of July 26 at Manafort's home in Alexandria, Virginia. Manafort has been a subject of a longstanding FBI investigation into his dealings in Ukraine. And there is an investigation about possible connections in alleged Russian interference in the 2016 election. Michael Barr, Bloomberg Radio. Americans are drinking more. That could have implications for future health costs. A study out today in the journal JAMA Psychology estimates up to 30 million adults binge drink at least once a week. The study's lead author says we haven't seen increases like that in three to four decades. Global News, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries.